I'm Don DeLorente. I'm Dee Dee Janae. I'm Magnum Prime. And we're the host of the WrestleCast. You can catch us right here on the CSPN each and every Friday as we provide your pro wrestling commentary with color. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome to the Nine Panel World of Comic Book Chronicles. I am your host for tonight, Roddy Cat, and you can find me at Roddy Cat on Twitter. You can also find me at uh, News Nurse Need on Twitter. You can also find me um, on Reddit at News Nurse Need and Instagram. You can find me on uh, TB Caps. And with us tonight, we have returning forward from his uh, various wares and businesses. We have um, Johnny Quick, <laughs> PC and Unstored Dirt. Who? Johnny Quick. I planned to called. take one week off, and a month later, here I am. Yeah, <laughs> I figured you didn't want to be called Jay Garrick, so uh, you know I had to roll with it. Well, if I had the metal helmet, that would have made sense. But... It's true. Also, yeah, this is this is by the way, uh, this is one of the wonders of the GameStop seventy five percent off collectible sale. Oh, so, nice! It was one of those things where yeah. it's like, yeah, you know what? For four bucks, I think I will buy that hat. Sure. Yeah, PCN underscore dirt for the uh, for the ladies and gentlemen at home. Who are listening via podcast? He is rocking a flash hat, not, not just a flash hat, but a Justice League the movie flash hat. Ah, like if you look somewhere on here, somewhere there's the Justice League logo. I'm not sure. I'm looking at the little tiny little uh, thumbnail video. I can't tell where. It's... Yeah, oh, it's right, right here, right here. There's the J, J and L. Okay, Justice League. Yeah, yeah but right it doesn't play that well. But yeah, you can kind of see it. Yeah, so so yeah, so for four bucks, I figured you can't. I mean, you know, come on. Why not? And you can find Dirt at PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter. Also, Pop Culture Net on Twitter, popculturenetwork.com, and I need comics.com. And with us also tonight, uh, with the sound effects, with the, um, the Brooklyn style that makes you wow, is Agent underscore 70. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Wait, was that your Dr. Nick? Because that kind of... <laughs> it did kind of sound like that. Yeah, but so you could have saved that one for later, homeboy. Um, and you could find him at agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. Not with us tonight hey. is... Uh, Tim Dad ninety eight. That's Tim D O G G nine eight on Twitter. Uh, CB Cron on Twitter. Uh, D Click Nation. 
Facebook.com and The Click Nation on Twitter. That's D-K-L-I-Q-T-N-A-T-I-O-N. And you can also find him at uh, Comic Book Resources where he's writing his face off. And go check him out over there. He's got big stories coming. That's a mild spoiler. That is true. That is absolutely true. So go check him out. Um, you can also find this program. Well, you know, I get to that in a minute. But you find this program at your podcast perusal places of choice, and that would be Google Play and iTunes. Uh, you can also find us on the CSPN network, that's CSPN.com. You can also find the well, I guess you can go to their, the SoundCloud link for uh, CSPN. That's a. Uh, well, you can find it if you go to cspn.us. It doesn't really matter. So you could also go to uh, shop.cspn.us and get some merch from this fine program and other programs on the network. Go check them out and us out over there. There you go. Yeah, get you some swags. And as we tend to do about this time, because I believe I have gone over everything you would think of after all this time doing this, I would have would have it down pat. But no. We're going to start off with the comics of the week, and we're going to start off with one of the, well, I guess it's probably the biggest book of the week in Heroes in Crisis, number two. So who wants to start off on that one? <laughs> I'm like, seriously, is that really what the, the sound effect you wanted me to play? Because this is DC's Heroes in Crisis, and... Uh, you know, uh, we're looking to see if our heroes and villains can uh, cope with the uh, the day to day stressors, uh, plague them. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I think uh, maybe either either that sound effect or the one of uh, Statler and Waldorf. Boo! Hated it. Boo! It was terrible. It was awful. It was terrible. Away! Yeah, that, that that's a good one. <laughs> Actually, I thought this one was, I mean, granted, after last, well, not in last week's, last month's, you know, firing on all cylinders, you know, it, I didn't think it was kind of, I don't know if you were going to say it's, it's a low, because actually it was a pretty good issue, this issue either also, but, you know, I was kind of expecting a, a few more well, shots to be fired. Well, what's funny is that this is, a you know, essentially a... a a direct continuation of the events that, that happened in issue one. And uh, not much has been revealed of the mysterious events surrounding the numerous deaths that were revealed in issue one. Right. We have, um, you know, we have our suspects and we also have those a bigger are, body count. Right. I was, I was just going to mention that uh, just a mild spoiler alert. I was going to ring the bell. Our primary suspects right now are Harley Quinn and Booster Gold. Mm-hmm. And we follow the paths of these two characters in issue number two as uh, suspicions mount and the pursuit, inte- uh, the pursuit of, the, uh, of these suspects by uh, various uh, heroes uh, starts up. Well, specifically, and one. Also, um, one well, I was going to say, yeah. Go ahead. we seem to get uh, news that another character died yes. that we didn't know about last time. Right. Actually, two, uh, I think. Batman villain? Uh, yes. Anti-hero Batman? I, I don't know how he describe her uh, nowadays, uh, but uh, apparently she died as well. Uh, right. They're just throwing that into the mix suddenly. So basically, you can all go, go to the fact that anybody that, show up, anybody that shows up in those nine panels, with the exception of 
probably the Trinity, I guess you could say, um, are ones that died. Because I feel like that's that's kind of been the motion that's been going on. Because like every well, pretty much everybody that's died has had a nine panel before we find out they're dead. It's not necessarily the case because I think we didn't get any. I don't know if we got any panels from Wally. We didn't get a panel from Wally, but we did get one from Roy. I just i I got done reading this and I just felt really like unhappy is not really the term, but mm-hmm. I, I just like I felt underwhelmed and I felt like it was overhyped and I felt just like like this is not living up to what the this amazing story that they've been billing it and they're they've been pushing this as really kind of like this real world take on these you know godly like superheroes and and i mean i guess kind of in a way but at the same time i'm also like i get done reading this and i'm just like i i don't i don't like the story hmm. like I, it's just it's straight down that's what it's coming to it's like the i'm reading it and i'm going if this wasn't hyped is such a big deal if this was just uh an arc in a justice league or something like that then i'd probably just like skip it you know it'd be one of those things where you know i'm i'm an idiot so i collect the books so i buy it every month but i'd skip like the next three issues i'd bag them board and put them in the box with the others so you don't have that hole in your collection but otherwise <laughs> you know I'd, I'd probably at best skim over it just so i kind of get an idea what the characters are doing but like because this is a mini series I may stop picking up this miniseries. I mean, they, they're going to have to do something really big in the next issue to make me care about the story because, right? Because I don't, I don't care about Harley Quinn. I mean, that's just a straight up. I've never cared for the character. I like know. Booster Gold, generally speaking. Hmm. But what they've done with him in this series, like, I don't know. Like, it's almost like a character assassination the way they're doing it. Of course, they're playing with it. You don't know which one is really the one who did whatever, but. Right. I'm just reading it and I'm just like, I don't like, this is not what I want out of comics is what I'm getting out of this book. And I don't feel like we're getting any sort of great revelation with the characters. We're not seeing great insights. You know, you're not seeing anything that's, that's really specific to key characters. Like there's nothing. We know that Superman's not really perfect. We know that Batman's not really perfect. They have issues. They have their ups and downs and they deal with that a lot in their own books. And for this series to be like, we're really going to dive into this. And it's like, well, you're really not revealing anything that feels like it's a key story. You're just kind of making this depressing mess where you're just, you killed off a bunch of characters for really no reason. uh, And not in a way that we care about, not in a way that made us like connect with any of them before they died. They're just, you know, the fodder in, in the new Friday the 13th. It's just like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of people now that are dead. And, uh, and and the way they revealed this other character that looks like also died in the attack, it's like, well, I didn't really care about that character a lot either, but still it's just like, oh, randomly, that character was there too, and they're dead. Right, and, the, and this particular character is just laying on the, uh, laying on the, uh, the, the, the table waiting to be uh, uh, dissected, you know, autopsied. Well, well, and there were... One, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and then there's... I, I might be thinking of a different character then. No, oh. you, I think you're thinking of two different characters because. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I was about to say. I think what you said, uh, uh, Dirt, applies to two characters because I don't think the character that shows up on the 
uh, autopsy table was revealed as being killed in the first issue. Unless I'm my memories. Mm, no, I'm pretty sure you're uh, right on that one, actually. But yeah, so still, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just I'm looking at this, and for this being the big story. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm looking at the book now. That character, yeah, he was shown as being laying in the field dead. Oh, he was. Okay, was sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm, Okay. Um. So the other the the female character was the one I was thinking of. I understand. Right. Yeah. That one yeah. definitely. Kills but, but yeah. So like I said, at the end of the day, like I unless something really big happens in the next issue that makes me go, oh crap, I can't believe they did that. This is great. Unless there's one of those moments, I think I might be done with this. So I'm I'm gonna say this. I mean, one, it's only the second issue, and I mean, I don't know. I if I feel like at the end of this issue, we may be pointing towards more of what you're looking for, because it seems like just going by what what happened at the end of the or you know what's going on at the end of the book, we may get more uh, to that because of what was revealed or what seems to be revealed then I don't know I can't say it I'm like I can't speak for the writing the writing or the creative staff on this one um but I also felt like and granted it's been a while since I've read this it was like a little uh, kind of playing on another crisis um from a few years back and that would be identity crisis in a way hmm. in some kind of way but that being said um <laughs> I was about to say, I didn't think anybody cared that much about Booster Gold to, uh, to really to be like, you know, I was like, a character assassination is a little harsh, but I mean, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, but but like my, like when I was in middle school is when they came out with the whole uh, Justice League International, sure. get the Booster Gold Blue Beetle, you know, and then, you know, we've lost Blue Beetle twice now. Right. Uh, in the DC universe. True. And uh, now it looks like we may be losing Booster Gold. And again, maybe not. It may be a red herring, but still, I'm just reading it, and I'm just like, eh. Yeah, because this is this is not what I want for my what four ninety five or three ninety nine right. or whatever it is. Right. And I think the other and, thing I was going to mention was like the I think they it seems like they tend to be pointing a certain way with who who did it, especially with the couple of things they did in this issue. Mm-hmm. But again, we don't know. I mean, I feel like. We have an us. We have. We have pretty much a confirmation. One, but even then, that confirmation may or may not be, you know, the whole one hundred percent. Right, and then also let's talk about the fact that Harley Quinn got the drop on Wonder right. Woman to get the drop on Batman. Yeah, to I was get the drop on Superman. Just, just hold on to that just for a hot second, <laughs> just for a minute. I was going to get to that. I just wanted to touch on one thing, something I had mentioned in the pre-show that um, I don't you know for, for, for anyone who's a fan of the West Wing, uh, anyone who's uh, rewatching that to try to, you know, uh, relive, you know, uh, logical politics. Um, this reminded me of and this whole thing reminds me of there's an episode of the West Wing where Leo's uh, uh, Leo McGarry, the, the uh, chief of staff, his, uh, his private records from uh, drug treatment get uh, get leaked to the uh, uh, opposing party. Hmm. And that's seemingly what's going to happen here, where the, the records of all these uh, heroes and villains who thought they were confiding in privacy, you know, you know, doctor patient uh, right. privilege um, uh, are going to get leaked. And, you know, that's going to be the big bombshell. And that's going to be what shakes everyone's faith in the, in the heroes uh, uh, shakes, you know, shakes everyone's faith in them. 
And I feel like that's supposed to be the big reveal. And as Dirt was saying earlier, what's the big deal? We never had that much faith in them. We knew that they were human, that they had faults and uh, and and foibles. And, well, and yeah, we, we did, but so, the world they live in didn't. I would say yes and no, depending on what uh, continuity we're dealing with. But yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but in any event, I wanted to 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 loop back to what Dirt was mentioning, where uh, it seems like uh, I I forget what the what the term is for um, a character basically powering up, but uh, you know it seemed like Harley got a particular. She, she got OP. That's overpowered. That's it. That's it. I knew that there was a term out there for it. I had read it before. So she is now OP'd by by one Tom King. Uh, so that she now gets the drop on not one, not two, but all three members of the DC Trinity. Well, I, I, I am not going to justify that because yeah, they, that that does seem to happen. And I was kind of wondering, is this supposed to be the Harley that in that that has um, the hammer from from uh, from Apocalypse? Like, didn't she get like recently get? Um, uh, she became a fury or something. I don't know. Whatever. Oh. I don't know if that even plays. Of... <laughs> no, seriously, I think I mean, that did happen somewhere. No, I'm, I'm sure, but... Yeah, I was about to say. Now that you mention it, it's starting to make. A, it, it's starting to ring a, a few bells. But we don't know Maybe if that's this. Too, yeah, I'm too. I'm too stuck on uh, Batman the Animated Series, Harley. That this character oh. has gone through a lot of changes since she was introduced in the DC universe. Right. So and yeah, I guess it makes sense because she is wearing that that particular. But that aside, I don't. I thought that was. I don't know. Like I said, outside of progressing the story, I didn't. You know, I was like, okay, I didn't. Think well, but like, such... if we go back, like talking to, uh, about how this story is supposed to show, like these characters are flawed and whatever. Hmm. We're dealing with a Batman who just, uh, just had a failed attempt at getting married. Hmm. Who, uh, in Detective, uh, just almost lost the entire Bat Family connection. Mm-hmm. Then. Uh, put himself as Bruce Wayne on a jury so that he could overturn a conviction he got as Batman because he realized he'd made a mistake. Right. Um, and and now in in you know this series he's getting um, you know shat upon once again. And it's like, how many times are we going to break this guy down? Oh, and then the Batman Secret Files this week. I don't know if any of you guys read that. That was I a did. not yet, uh, but but still. Um, <laughs> I think one good story in there. We'll get to it. But uh, but again, in that one too, um, you know, there's there's a couple different points in there where he's uh, kind of oblivious to the reality of the world around him, and so it's just like what like what really is this story supposed to be bringing, except that you can say that Tom King wrote it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like what is what 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 ground are we breaking here? Uh, we've announced that there's like this sanctuary thing, which is a neat idea. If they had done anything with it over the last few years, in order for it to break down now, right, right, establish that we should care about it and that it that it functions, you know, it's sort right. of function. Mm-hmm. Like there was, I believe, like one reference made to it in another book, and that was probably recently, right? Uh, yeah, like in the last month after Heroes in Crisis one came out, someone else in another book said, "Oh, I sent them off the sanctuary; they'll be okay," mm-hmm. and uh, and like that was it. So it's just like. I don't know. I'm I'm really underwhelmed with this whole thing. Hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you you brought up Detective because I was actually thinking about that when he was when when uh, Batman was doing his confessional thing. I was like, well, wait a minute, dude. He kind of already established, you know, some of this kind of already came out there. So yeah, that's weird. 
Um, so we we pretty much done with that one, which I don't know. It's kind of a still. Like I said, it fired on all cylinders when it came out, and we got this kind of we got this right here, you know. Just, but hey, that's ebb and flows the stories. We gotta gotta maybe wait and see what happens in the next one. How many issues is this? Uh, nine. Holy crap! They added one. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean that's also goes back to uh, I. You, this is another one of those problems where a lot of writers write for the trade. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, you got to give the story some time to breathe. It's nine issues, so it's you got to get through like the first, you know, three or four to really get that build up. But this is, I'm not reading the trade. I'm reading the monthly comic that you're putting out. Like this has got to grab me in issue one. Hmm. Like halfway through issue one, I should be like, oh, this is getting good. And by the end of issue one, I should be like, oh, I can't wait for issue two. And now, you know, nowadays the thing is, well, you got to wait till you get to issue four, maybe issue five to get a feel for the story. And it's like, no, I'm not, I'm yeah. not thing on that long. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is, it's yeah, like, which if this was a video I'm, games, I'm, it'd be like, no, I'm not waiting that long just to get to the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you, you really got to reach out and grab early on. And I'm, I actually, I made this comment the other day. I was reading um, Shadow Man from Valiant and someone said, is that really, is that any good? And I was like, not really. And they go, why are you reading it? I'm like, ah, momentum. Got to know. Like, I've just, I've been reading it, so I'm reading it, you know, but it, the story just really hasn't been that great, hmm. but I'm still reading it because I'm reading it. And there's a lot of books that are like that, where it's like, I got to start trimming some of these books because, <laughs> you know, some of the stuff, it's just like stuff is happening just to have stuff happen every month. Hmm. Uh, you know, they've got a deadline and they got to fill it. So they crank out something, but a lot of these books anymore. Uh, I gave up on Trinity. <clears throat> Remember that old series, Trinity? With uh, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, that yeah. was part of the whole New Fifty Two rebirth thing, and uh, I read up to like issue nine, and I had the rest sitting in a box, and I had never read them, and I finally got around, and I read like four or five of them, and I was like, you know what? Uh, these, these are just these are all going into storage. Um, this story is not working for me, so I'm, I'm starting them, to get that really, way with yeah, a lot of these books. Yeah, I enjoyed Trinity, but you're right; it was kind of was like, well, it was just going from point to point to point to point to point, and you. Like early on, it was really good. Those first, mm-hmm. the first arc or the first two arcs, I think. But then yeah. by the time you get to like fourteen or fifteen, it's just kind of like dragging on. Mm. So, all right. Anyway, anyway, enough of that. Um, I was going to say that yeah, basically reading this kind of made me uh, looking. I'm looking forward to reading issue three for a couple of different reasons, just to see what what's going on. But outside of that, yeah. Um. So, if unless there's any other. Any other things we can go on to? Well, there you go. Marvel 2 and 1, number 11. Um, so this is a kind of a bit of a departure. Well, it's not so much of a departure because, you know, me and the FF is out. And I think Zdowski has said that they're trying to separate this book from, from what's going on over there a little bit. But at the same right. time, there's still a tie. Yeah. too. Yeah. Which is still weirdly confusing in a sense because it's like, wait, wait. The things that's happened over in FF and then they had this this going over in the last couple of issues in of uh, or last issue specifically of Marvel 2 and 1. I was like, and they don't kind of match up. But this one, I don't know. It's, like, it's not, they just kind of kind of gloss past that. And, and the part that I guess we're not even going to, we may or may not get any kind of uh, rectification on is what led up to this? So they, so Ben and Johnny got left on Battleworld because uh, Rotnicole and Doom left with the multi sec, which apparently is 
has been destroyed in a totally different book. Yeah, yeah, that kind of confused me too. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, so I was like, oh, oh, okay, so that happened somewhere else. I'm like, all right, and granted, Zdarsky was writing that book too, so I guess sure, but that still was like, okay, you could have done that here somewhere. And then you have them getting their powers back because they met up with, well, Sue came back and gave them back their powers last issue, and which is, again, weird because of what's going on in FF2 or what happened in FF2. Um, so now we got just, hey, we're going back to Classic 201 except for is Mr. Fantastic and the thing, and now they're just chopping up up on a trip, you know, and as as and Ben called it, uh, yeah, uh, Ben, as Ben called it, uh, Reed's Apology Tour at, at a point, so, which didn't make, I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, like it, it started out like it started out okay, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm reading it. And I'm like, okay, well, this is going to go back and kind of cover some of the ground because obviously Fantastic Four number one like jumped ahead somewhat, and so this is going to cover the ground of kind of what happens in between and fill in the gaps in, in the story. I'm like, okay, that's cool. The artwork is pretty nice. Uh, I like the artwork in this book. But then as the story goes on, it's like, okay, like you went, you traveled. Okay. I get that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But then things starts going, why did you let me think you were dead? Right. Why did you let me think the kids were dead? And Reed comes up with an answer that really doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, and it almost feels like a cop out on behalf of the writers that they're just like, we got to find something quick. Just have them say something so that we can say, well, that's what it is, and then move on, and it doesn't really work. Hmm. And so I'm just, like, I'm I'm reading this, and I'm like, did I, wait, is there something going on between the lines? Like, did I miss something? Like, I went back, I read, like, the page before. Like, is he dropping hints on something that, that Ben's not picking up on? Or, no, it's, like, what? And I got to the end of the book, and I'm like, okay, well, he found a cool Dr. Doom. I like that guy. Um, but beyond that like it's a very it's a variation on on an old trope i don't know if you recall (laughs) it this was uh you know one idea behind uh the x-men uh basically going underground in the wake of fall the mutants oh yeah yeah. they could operate uh they could operate freely if everyone thought they were dead and this was a play on that but like i can and i can imagine Back then, if I, I, I'm pretty sure it was probably explored in like Excalibur or something, or even X Factor, where the X Men were revealed to be alive, and they probably had very much the same reaction that uh, Ben Grimm had in this book. Right. It's like, how can you do this to us? But um, I didn't really think finding uh, and, and mild spoiler bell here because. Uh, Dirt mentioned it. Uh, finding this doom that is benign, that is positive, some somewhat, somewhat. Yeah. Uh, you know, because there is that hint that uh, every doom is going to be doomsy, right? Yeah, that, <laughs> and, he has a chance uh, to turn it and turn it uh, bad. Yeah, right. But but you know, in in the effort to find a doom that's not quite so doomsy, is it really <laughs> worth putting you know the the rest of the FF through that kind of personal pain and trauma? Well, see, well, and there's it, a difference. It, like oh. when you talked about the X-Men and it's like the X-Men. Okay. So the Avengers didn't know that the X-Men were alive. Okay. So Captain America does not know that Cyclops is alive. 
So Captain America finds out Cyclops is alive and he's like, oh, cool. You're alive. No, but I'm thinking more along the lines of the uh, other X books. Well, but but even then, it's like like Captain Britain is really not that concerned whether or not Iceman is alive or dead. No, what I was going to say is it's really more like uh, 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 Shadowcat. Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler. I remember them, you know, like the end of one of those issues, watching it on television as they're quote unquote dying. And, mm. you know, yeah. that led to the launch of Excalibur. Yeah, but they're already kind of separated a little bit as opposed to you split the team in half and this half is supposedly dead and this half survived. And then this other half suddenly finds out that the other team, oh, well, we just made everybody think that so we could go away in secret and right. just. Right. And do sciencey things. But it's like, well, yeah. you know, that's that's not how families work, you know. Right. It's almost like the the only thing I can really chalk it up to with Reed is that you hear there's this phrase that I've heard a lot um, in the past few years, and it's you have to go to college to learn something that stupid, and and that's one of those like you become so smart at, mm. at some point that you actually become really really dumb. Because yeah. right. like, like, like Big Bang Theory and social interactions, you know, mm-hmm. if you ever watch that sitcom with some of the stuff where it's just like you're so smart that you are just so dumb to so many things that everybody else understands very easily. Right. And for some reason, for whatever reason, you just can't get a hold of it. And that's I guess that's the kind of out that you can give to Reed is like, well, he's he's a genius at such a high level that he kind of loses track of the connections down here. But even then, right. It's hard to believe it it just doesn't work. Well, the, the funny thing, right. Cause yes, I, I agree with all that because even Ben says it it was like, you know, you would think after all of these years with the FF, you would know better, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, Reed's still going to be Reed. And, and as you said, you know, it's like, yeah, he's so smart that he's dumb about stuff like that. And you would think like, like he said, like after all this time, you would think you'd know better. You know, but you're still doing that, you know, still doing the same stuff. Like, think you're going to solve it by doing this other stuff that's not solving anything. But, and I don't know if part of that is is because of, like, the rubber band history of the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. where we think of characters and you're like, well, those characters have been around 70 years or whatever. And it's like, well, they've been around 14, right. you know, because of the way the Marvel Universe just kind of contracts their history to right. pull them forward. But when you have so much history in some of these characters that when you throw, you know, a wrench like this in the middle of it, it rings hollow because there's so much history with the characters. Mm-hmm. And then you, you have to kind of, I understand you have to kind of release some of that because you think, well, they really haven't been around, you know, Punisher has not been around since the days of the Vietnam war. You can't, you know, draw back upon that. So he, the character has to change a little bit with history because, you know, Desert Shield is a little different thing than being in Vietnam, you know. Um, and then nowadays, I think he's just Afghanistan after 9-11. I don't think he's even connected to Desert Storm anymore. But um, so so it does kind of change some of those characters a little bit with that rubber band history. But, you know, you're talking about decades of the publishing history that the readers understand. And, you know, when you do something like this that goes against what the readers know, breaking that fourth wall. It's like, they know who these characters are and how they're connected. And then you're suddenly like, ah, he just didn't think family was that important. It's like, what? Wait a minute. That doesn't. 
Right. So or he <laughs> thought that family was well. So it was yeah. So there was a couple of things like that. I actually. I thought it was legit, a legit excuse from Reed's point of view, thinking how he, you know, thinking how we would always think in a situation like this. So I was like, okay, sure, that makes sense for him. But as, again, I was like, well, yeah, Ben was right. It was like, come on, man, you, you didn't have to do all, all that. What's you, you tried to you tried to solve it in your own way, and it ended up just hurting, sort of hurting things. That, and, and you know, r- regardless. Yeah. And then there was also the good the thing that was like, okay, well, I think as you was kind of just saying, it's like, well, some things don't, some some things don't change, and that could also mm-hmm. parallel with the Doom thing because you know Ben was thinking it was like, well, all Dooms are alike, but apparently meeting this one Doom, that's kind of not alike, and even even with said with the Doom, you know, with the six one six Doom that he was rolling with, it was like, yeah, he was trying, but this and the other, so <laughs> just <laughs> right, but he was still kind of Doomy. So that's kind of just plays into that. I was like, well, you know, things or people uh, can change or do change, and that could parallel Reed and both Doom yeah. and Reed. And so, because I don't know if they're going to play with that, and I'm just giving them a little too much credit. I have to say, I I actually caught the last like forty minutes of the most recent Fox attempt at a Fantastic Four movie, <laughs> and I can safely say that that Doom was not very Doomy. Um. Well, yeah, but if you watch the last 40 minutes, then you saw, like, the reshot studio section of the movie. You missed, like, the actual movie part of the movie. Uh Because there's a point, there's a very clear point where you watch that movie where the story is going along. And then there's, like, this break. And it's, like, two months later or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, everything from that point on is what the studio went back and redid. Ah, no kidding. Yeah. Weird. Still well, that's when, that you see, that's when you see uh, Kate Mara in her really bad wig for <laughs> the rest of the movie. <laughs> so just to just to wrap up on Marvel yeah. two and one number eleven, the the end page of this uh, book reveals that the uh, it may not be the title of the next issue, but we'll find out what happens to Rockna Cool because next it's the cool right. truth. Um, you know, to wrap up this this uh, volume of this uh, current volume of Marvel two and one. Right. Oh, it is ending. Yeah, yeah it's ending with number twelve. Yeah, they said oh, it was okay. ending. Yeah, because he's going to do some, uh, he's going to do invaders and what else, and you know, he said he didn't <sighs> want to step on. Which is the reason why this, I think, why this issue and the next issue kind of departed the way they did from where they was going because he didn't want to step on what Slot was doing over in uh, FF. Dang it, because this is the better FF book. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. So moving right along. Uh, anybody want to throw out something? Did you want to bounce back to Secret Files dirt, or is there something you wanted to really talk about? We we can talk about. I I didn't like it. <laughs> um, I liked one out of the three stories. Um. I, well, okay. Like the first chimp one. I thought the first story had like the first three pages that are written by Tom King. Right, I thought, th- I thought there was something there, and I thought there was going to be a good like examination of the character, and then they just kind of drop it, yeah. and it goes into these other little short stories. So we've got a scarecrow story, we've got um, uh, Lucius Fox story, we've got Bruce Wayne um, out in the forest story, and then we've got the de- right. we've got the detective chimp, right, and and. Detective Chimp is where my money's at. 
Yeah, that's where that that's the one story I liked in this whole thing. I was like, wow, I had to wait, I had to wade through this the silly hunting cabin BS to get <laughs> Well, and it's it, it was just like well, first of all, I didn't know what this book was, right? Because it's like it's Batman's secret files. And if you bought an actual physical copy, it had that shiny foil cover mm-hmm. that DC is doing this month. It's a four ninety nine, so it's a little bit extra. You open it, it's got a Tom King story, and so you're like, okay, this must be important. This must play into something. And you get that those first three pages, and you're like, oh, this could be interesting. And then it's gone. And it doesn't come back to it at all. And so then it's like, okay, we get this other story that's kind of a Halloween thing you get a little twist whatever we get a lucius fox story that's all about maybe the dangers of technology and okay whatever we get the hunting lodge story which is like is this was this supposed to be in the the dc superstars christmas uh you know winter special thing this year and they decided just to throw it here instead like what was the point of this that was dumb And and then we get detective chimp and detective chimp is actually in one of the best stories like who? I'm, who wrote this detective chimp story? Because that was great. Oh, Tom Taylor. Okay, so Tom Taylor wrote this uh, detective chimp story, and I was like, that that is the one story in this book that was worth it. Yeah, I agree. And, and if if they do any sort of follow up with that first story, then we might get something interesting down the line. But to bury that at the beginning of this book that that goes nowhere, I like I, I don't I don't understand what this book is. I I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, it was definitely a slog. Once you got past that framing sequence, it, you know, it's three pages, and you're thinking, "Wow, you know, this might actually be, you know, an interesting uh, aspect of the character." Simply because it's something that is explored more and more nowadays, and I guess it always has been the humanity and the frailty of um, uh, Batman and his own mortality. Um, but then we went into, you know, as as you mentioned before. Uh, you know, arms trading Well, you know, an arms deal has gone bad and uh, you know, a scarecrow story that's kind of interesting, but kind of ends on a kind of a Halloween type, uh, you know, ending. And then you get, you get the hunting lodge. I'm like, come on, what's with this hunting lodge thing? Just so we can see, uh, are they going to sell an action figure of Batman in the snow? Is this going to be like the, the and, fourth well, one? And the weird thing is, like, this Batman suit they have him in, it looks like the Snake Eyes 2.0, if you remember when they redesigned Snake Eyes in, like, the early 90s. He's got the blue and the red. But he's got the red goggles on. Yeah, the blue and, and the red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. And he's got the skin-tight hat with no ears oh, on it. And he's a little bit of fur around his collar. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I know. So, yeah. yeah. So we'll we can leave it at that. You know, it's worth it's worth reading. Uh, I don't know if Is it's it? completely worth picking up. Like the, the the five bucks bothers me. Yeah. Like if if this thing had been a two ninety nine, I could say buy it just to read the the first three pages in the Detective Chimp story and ignore sure. the rest. But as a five buck comic, uh, it's it's, stop yeah. at Midtown, read it on the shelf, put it back. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So I was going to ask, why is this book? But it sounds like we don't know. Well, I, I the think answer to that. this was a was this a fifth uh, Wednesday in October? I was thinking about that earlier. Uh, yeah, it's a fifth week. Yeah. It so was. normally it would be it, it's the skip week or the week that all the late stuff um, they try to push out for the month. And so you get any specials 
So that's why we got the uh, Deathstroke and Yogi Bear and oh yeah, Green Lantern, Huckleberry Hound, and all that stuff came out because oh, fifth yeah. week is where you throw that other stuff in the month just to get it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we'll okay. get to that because I but I didn't get a chance to read that. But we'll talk about it anyway. So uh, all right, well that's that. Cause I figured there was some other special reason, like I don't know, it could have been a Halloween tie-in or something, or but not so much. Now, Secret Files has been a long-running kind of thing for DC, but it's you know it's always kind of been uh, you know uh, it, it's always looked a little different each time it's come out. You know, this is more of a you know not even an anthology, but it's just a collection of stories. Sometimes you actually get like who's who fought, you know, like uh, character pages in these things too. Yeah, well, Secret Files and Secret Origins kind of battle back and forth. Right. Sometimes they go with one. Sometimes they go with the other when they try to throw out these specials uh, to throw in some extra stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can't recommend spending the five bucks on that. Yeah. That one's tough. All right. All right. Let's move it along then. Um, did anyone read outside of agent 70 extermination? I didn't either. Okay. Well, we might get into rapid fire soon. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking so, but, um, what agent 71 throw out a book. Uh, do you want to talk about Black Panther number five? Sure, do it. I mean, my my take on this has been the same take that that, that I've had every issue since the first, which is <laughs> we're literally moving step by step. We're, we're getting one step closer to finding out what exactly Coates is trying to tell us about the future of Wakanda and their space exploration and how uh, present day. Uh, Wakanda and, uh, and 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 T'Challa and 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 company are related to this uh, futuristic take on uh, on an intergalactic kingdom of Wakanda. So uh, we're getting closer. That's it. Feels like we're actually making progress. It's just you mind. It's maddeningly slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll get there. And half the book was uh, some dialect. Some something, and then the rest of the book was just like, all right, well, I'm gonna go through these actions and then get back to a point. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're almost there, but I feel like I was saying that last issue. So yeah, Twitch. Yeah, I would, I would imagine this this arc has to be kind of coming to a close. I mean, unless he's got some some grander thing he's gonna stretch it out with. I don't know, but I mean, he came up with a diagram and everything, so. Yeah. You know, a, di- a diagram of the universe. So there's got to be more to this than meets the eye. We're just waiting for it, and I, it's a, it's a, it's been something of a tough slog. Yeah. All right. Well, that being the case, I don't know why I took that accent, but hey, um, I guess real quick. No, 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 no. no. West Coast Avengers number three. I'll go ahead and pop that one out there real quick and then I think we can go to rapid fire unless you got something else to start. Um, so, hey. <laughs> this book's still kind of weird and interesting, kind of. Um, so we got a 200-foot Tigra that was tromping around thanks to a version of Modoc um, who was trying to turn good, but apparently uh, that didn't work out. Thanks to uh, thanks to our team, so he has a bunch of other giant-sized women kaiju 
monster people. I don't know what's going on with that, but that he's got stomping around on the city. So the team goes into action. Uh, Brodock kidnaps Kate, Kate Bishop and turns her into uh, one of these things at the end, which I will give you hints as to actually, well, you don't, it's, if you think about her name, you can kind of know what she's turned into. And I will just give you this. Oh God. All I'm saying. Outside of that, you know, it's, it's just um, we find out that uh, one of the there may be something, and this is me speculating. There may be something a little more to one of the characters than we know about, uh, who's just kind of a side character there, but he's on the team. The new guy, uh, Fuse, who happens to be uh, Kate's boyfriend, but we kind of find out he has piercings made of a vibranium because they made that a point to to bring up like two or three different times during the course of the book, which kind of throws speculation for me that what's for what I thought from what I thought about him when I first seen him, which was granted this because I didn't finish reading uh, the last Hawkeye series where maybe he's a Pukanda. We don't know. I don't know whether that is even the case or it has any bearing on anything. Don't know. But they made it a point to to bring that out in the course of this issue and like, there's some stuff with Quint Choir and Gwynpool and yeah. Yeah, actually, um, my son reads West Coast Avengers because he likes Gwynpool. Yeah. Um, he actually enjoyed that series because I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but he explained it to me and I kind of want to go back and read it now. She is a comic reader yes. who got pulled into the comic universe and her powers are the ability to break the fourth wall. Right. Mm-hmm. So like if she's falling out of an airplane, she can grab onto the panels, the, the lines on the side of the panel and pull herself up and walk between the gutter to the next frame in order to save herself from falling to the ground. So they bring and, that and up in this book. Yeah. So he, that's what he mentioned this to me. This right. is how I know this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then he mentions in this book, they took away her powers. Right. So she's falling and now she can't do anything. And she goes, I guess the writers hate me now and the writers want me to die or something. Yeah. Or something they, no, she's basically says, uh, well, I guess I've been rebooted. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Said, yeah. So. And, and he got mad. He was like, this is, like he's like this is the one character i'm reading this book for <laughs> he goes i really <laughs> like that character but now they've taken away the one thing that made her interesting yeah so we'll see if it's just uh you yeah. know a fluke or something yeah but but he may end up dropping this book if she uh-huh. turns into the, if the character goes away or whatever that's, that's, that's kind of funny that's was, funny i like that i like yeah, that story really? that's great yeah. just as a quick aside has he picked up the Marvel Legends Gwenpool, which is actually a really good figure? And I've just been holding off on getting it. No, because we would make him spend his own money on that, and that's too much money for that he's willing to spend. It's like nine, it's probably less than that on Amazon, but okay. Um, yeah, if it was like five bucks, he would. Ah, I gotcha. <laughs> I, I gotcha. No, listen, I definitely understand the, the uh, economics of, uh, uh, of scale when it comes to that age. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, when you're 13, you're not bringing in the same uh, weekly paycheck that everyone else is. Exactly. Yeah. So, that being said, are we at rapid fire, gentlemen? D- Dirt, did you have something else to? Uh, bring I mean, up? the only other book I have is my click, but we can I can do that as a rapid fire. All right, spin it up. All right, I will spin it up. Till the magazine is empty. Go ahead. Well, my click this week is actually going to be the one book I, I really enjoyed uh, from top to bottom, and that's Multiple Man 
<laughs> Multiple Man number five came out this week, and I, Multiple Man is a character that I've never cared about until I read this series, mm-hmm. and then reading this series, I really like this character because mm-hmm. I don't like this character because this character is an idiot. Yes, um, and that's pretty much the point of this story. The whole point of this story, uh, from from where it began to where it ended in this issue, is that this guy's a joke. He's an idiot. And uh, he's he's destroyed the world and he found out that the only way to win, in a sense, in this issue is to lose. And I don't want to give away what the uh, you, you know, how he how he does that, mm. uh, because it was it's one of those kind of like um, brilliant and terrible at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of those like as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, crap, I can't believe they did that. Mm. Uh, and then the follow-up comments about damage control and how much it's going to cost to uh, clean up the mess that nice. he made, and, and the pictures of the uh, uh, the, the big uh, like bulldozers coming in and removing from the scene the leftovers of this battle, uh, we shall say, uh, was enough to make me go, "This is the greatest book that came out this week." Wow! Uh, <laughs> I, like again, I like I like this book so much because of the fact that I. I don't really like the character and the fact, and, well, I don't, I won't say I don't like the character, but I never cared for the character before mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And this is a book that really much plays on the fact that nobody really likes the character. Nobody really cares about the character. Right. And because of that, they were able to play so much with him and make a fun, a really fun kind of off the wall story. And so uh, I enjoyed it so much more than I ever thought I would. And it's one of those things where it gets a little confusing in those middle issues Sure. Where you got to read them, uh, hmm. if not the whole issue a second time, at least some of those pages to read the, like, wait, what exactly is going on here? Because there's a lot of time travel, a lot of goofy stuff going on. But yeah, this yeah. book was a lot of fun. If you have not read it, I'm telling you guys, you got to go grab the five issues. They are worth it. Uh, this was a lot of fun. So two quick questions about this. I know this is rapid fire, but sorry. Um, what wasn't this book supposed to? I could have sworn this book was supposed to go longer than five issues. I thought uh, maybe I'm wrong about this because I was like, I knew it was supposed to be a limited series. I thought it was twelve at first, but then all of a sudden it's, it's five. I thought it was well, six, but yeah, I don't know. Well, like let me see. Um, and two, according you, to Google. well, okay, go ahead, yeah. I was just say, according to Google, um, no, it says one of five. Yeah, right, know. but uh, okay, well, whatever. I'm, well, I'm, yeah, well, that's five. I mean, okay. I, I, I mean, as as uh, June twenty seventh, they were saying it was one of five. Sure. Okay. Number one came out, so I don't know if maybe they said before number one came out, but at least by the time that one came out, they knew it was going to be five. Okay. okay, fair enough. And I was going to say, how would this compare to if okay, Cosmic Ghost Rider or this? Oh. Because uh, both, I feel like both of them have equal levels of dumb but fun. If okay, if if you read Thanos, you should read Cosmic Ghost Rider. If you didn't read the Thanos series, then you should read Multiple Man. Okay, sure, I guess yeah, that works. Because Cosmic Ghost Rider spins out of that Thanos series. True, but I didn't read Thanos, but I read Cosmic Ghost Rider. It was still pretty, you know. Dumb. Well, yeah, but you're, you're planetary than the average bear, too. <laughs> you are not referencing this week's uh, Yogi Bear book, are you? 
Well, I didn't. I didn't read this week's. Oh movie. man, I oh. wish I had gotten around to it. Even though I have those books, I really I wish sk- I did. But I what... skimmed it because. Oh, I'm not going to talk about it. I, uh, I, did, my, I skimmed, wait, wait, I I skimmed say, a little bit. Uh, I skimmed a little bit of it, but not much to whatever to to talk about it. For for Halloween Comic Fest, we were at the local comic shop. My son picked up the Lex Luthor Porky Pig book. Oh yes, and yeah. and it showed the variant cover, and on the variant cover, Porky Pig looks like the Hanna Barbera character. Mm-hmm. He opened the book saw what Porky Pig looks like in this book, he goes, that's terrifying. Yeah, Closed it, put it back on the shelf, walked away. Yeah, that yeah, that was a weird book. <laughs> I just got to tell you uh, that uh, if anyone is, you know, like kids of the 90s, right, will recognize Mark Tish, uh, Texera or Teixeira's uh, art from Ghost Rider when they relaunched it with Danny Ketch. Mm. And it is Texera. Uh, Texera's art that is in this Deathstroke and Yogi Bear special this week, and it's so jarring to see. Um, but uh, I'm not going to get into it because I didn't read it that closely. I was just kind of staring at the art. Um, Roddy, did you have? Did you want to do rapid fire, or is it okay if I just uh, go for it? Through my... Go for it. Go for it. Alrighty. So uh, first up is Daredevil number six ten. Without spoiling too much, um, Elektra does make an appearance in this. Here, I'll t- I'll take off my headphones for a minute. Nah, I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, Electra does show up, but foreboding signs continue to add up in the storyline that is the death of Daredevil. So uh, we'll see where that goes from here. All right, back on. All right, next up is Extermination number four. Um, the only point I have to make on this is the OG X-Men can't go back to their own time soon enough, and that's actually a point that's made in the story. Um, by the young slash old slash always cable cable um spider force number one is one of two cross uh two um books out this week that are uh extensions of the spider geddon uh event spider force number one priest fine what's that priest okay priest is right uh Oh, Priest. Yes, 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 yes. Priest. I thought you were having a seizure or something. Yeah, I was like, what's the matter? I was like, what? Sorry. What happened? <laughs> so Spider Force number one uh, came out. And, you know, I just sort of sighed at this because it's it, 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 it's an okay story. It follows kind of like a strike group, and that's why it's called Spider Force in the, in the vein of X-Force, um, of uh, spider characters that are trying to take out one of the um, inheritors and... Uh, some of the things that the Scarlet Spider does, Kane, the Scarlet Spider does, is um, uh, a, you know, a kind of uh, underhanded in terms of uh, assembling his little group. But uh, we'll find out where we go from here in the next issue. It's, I believe, only three-issue limited series. Right. And the last book that I'm going to talk about is actually my click of the week also. Um, it's actually X-Men Black Emma Frost number one. Uh, for a number of reasons. One, it's fun to see Chris Boccolo taking on Emma Frost again. Uh, for old heads out there, you're going to remember that Boccolo did the Generation X series for ages and ages and did you know, lots of takes on uh, Emma Frost, the character. And in this book, the character actually does come full circle with the help of the X-Men that she manipulates. And spoiler alert... I rang the bell. Uh, basically, my notes basically say, uh, who says a lady can't be uh, a certain title at the Hellfire Club? So uh, in, in kind of a week, week of uh, books, this may be my click of the week due to process of elimination. 
Alrighty then. Um, Did you not read Multiple Man? No, I didn't. I've, oh, I've, I've, I haven't. I haven't been keeping up with this since issue number one. So I, I well, didn't... go back. Okay. I have. I just didn't get a uh, get a chance to read this one yet. So, but all right. So let me go ahead and do mine real quick. Um, Avengers Halloween Special number one. So here we are. Have um, four little bite-sized chunks of stories. They're decent for the most part. But also, this is another um, example of hey, you here's a guy that has what acted in movies gets to write a book because uh, Jay Baccarel, who's you may or may not know that name from a couple of movies here and there, wrote, writes one of the stories. Uh, some guy named Rob Fee, who, write, who wrote, apparently wrote for Ellen for a while, uh, the Soska Siskas, who people in horror may may know the, the name, and. Um, I believe Robbie Thompson wrote one, and there was somebody else that I'm I'm blanking on it. Rowan. Either way, there was there there was there was like a the thing kind of a um, story that was actually good. I think that was the Soka Sisters one. Uh, there was one with the with Doctor speaking of Doctor Doom and the Fantastic Four one that was I thought pretty good. That probably could have been bared out a little bit more because I would kind of want to see a little bit more from that one. But uh, basically, there's like little bike time four or five story times. You could almost say they're like mini what ifs, kind of, but except for they don't really come off of any points. Mm-hmm. So you know, but like I said, for a nice little um, you know Halloween special thing, it wasn't wasn't terrible. Um, uh, let's see, Injustice versus Masters of the Universe number four. Um, we got all I'm going to say is uh, Hezam, uh, Skelazam, uh, Bruce Wayne is free. And there's a Captain Carrot disc for the, from from Super or uh, Captain Captain Carrot mention dissing He Man. Okay, all right, using, you had me scared there for a second. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, U- using so basically, yes, uh, Superman disses uh, uh, He Man, saying that he's basically, you know, comparing him to, to Captain Carrot. Let's put it that way. Yikes! Without going because <laughs> I know because I know Dirk, you're gonna read this at some point. So you you. Uh, but yeah. That that's the, the gist of that one. Uh, let's see, what else do I have left? I think I said actually. Wait, uh, da, 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 da. yeah, that's actually it. But I will bring up these uh, before we get to clicks of the week because we did um, mention them earlier. So yeah, there's another batch of the DC um, Hanna Barbera crossover or mashup ones. So there's the Nightwing one. There's the Superman. Excuse me, Nightwing and Miguel Gorilla. There's uh, Superman and Top Cat of all things. There's the um, Deathstroke Yogi Bear one that we referenced, and then there's the Green Lantern Huckleberry Hound, which that one I forgot to get from the store. I thought I picked it up, but I didn't. Hadn't had a chance to read them, but at some point, I, I may, maybe I'll mention them next week. I don't know. But those are out there. And uh, yeah, that little Yogi Bear Deathstroke one was, was the only one I kind of skimmed through. <laughs> that's, I don't know, that's a weird pairing of all of these. Well, so yeah, that, I mean, Frank Thierry, who wrote the, uh, the Deathstroke uh, Yogi Bear book is uh, yes. definitely known for a dark sense of humor. Right, and apparently he's a he's a he's a fan of the old Hanna Barbera stuff, which I guess you know, sure, you would have to be to write these things. Um, so that is that, and we go to go ahead to get to clicks of the week. And I think everybody but me has already put theirs in. So to just to recap, we have uh, from Dirt Multiple Man. Um, Number five, eight to seventy, uh, <laughs> X Men Black Black uh, Emma Frost number one, 
Mm-hmm. This, 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 so I wanted to ask: Does this, those, those any of these books? All, you know, I think I've asked you this last week. All those are they like all singular within themselves, or do they tie together? Uh, there are one shots featuring the villains because I think because of the uncanny X-Men reboot, they're looking to refresh the villains, the, the rogues gallery hmm. in a sense, bringing them all up to speed at once. Okay. So I read the juggernaut one last week and I don't remember what happened in the Magneto one, but uh, the juggernaut one was fairly uh, non, it wasn't very impressive, but I like this one. So I think that's where they're going with the X-Books. They're trying to relaunch the uh, the hero side and the villain side all at once, but using these one-shots to do the villain side. Gotcha. And we also got Tim's, which was, uh, he, well, he basically said one story out of Vault of Spiders, which I was going to ask you earlier if you read uh, Agent 7. I read, read it. I read it. I just didn't feel confident talking about it because there's one story in it that kind of threw me for a loop. Uh, which story did he say? Which story? He didn't say. No, he just said just one, right. story, one story in there. Well, uh, we can follow up with Tim afterwards, but there definitely is a pretty good story in uh, Vault of Spiders. Um, it's uh, maybe not the one everyone thinks it is. The the uh, the what's it called the manga robot Spider Man one just kind of threw me off. Hmm. So. Okay, and for myself, which I guess enough stalling for me. Um, I don't know. This is a, this is a weird week. Um, I weirdly kind of want to go with Marvel Two and One Eleven, and I think that's what I will do, just for the for the sake of time. Despite everything we've said about it earlier. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because the only other one would have been would have been Heroes in Crisis, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm still kind of thinking about that one. So that's it. That is a click of the week, and, and um, I think before we get into the ads, uh, I think we we're going to say adios to PC and Unscored Dirt. Yeah, it was good to be back. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to do this again sometime. Ah, glad everything's up and running. <laughs> what are you doing next uh, week? I'm sure something's gonna come up. Something's gonna no, break. No, no, no. But at least I can take a shower in my own house again. There yep, you there go. You go. So, all right. Uh, assuming no more uh, uh, floors or ceilings cave in at my house, I'll see you guys next week. You got it. Later, Dirt. All right, take, take it, it easy. <laughs> all right. So our uh, first ad read of the night. I'm waiting to for it to load on the screen. That's why I'm uh, stalling a bit. Is for Wink, the personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From rosé to cabernet to torrente, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member. And you can skip or cancel anytime. And now, the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink Wine 
Productions through CSPN. Do it today. All right. Now, on to the news. Exactly. And we start off as we do every week with the cinematic news. And the first off the bat is Boba Fett, music, Boba Fett movie no longer happening. Lucasfilm confirms. So Well, it's kind of uh, duplicative, no? I don't know. Well, we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, I mean, so basically, from what it's from what it's been going around, that they're canceling this the the Boba Fett movie because of the show The Mandalorian, which we've been talking about in the last couple of weeks. So we don't have to really go in on on that. But I don't know. It it is it is kind of weird. It's like I don't see why one would necessitate the killing of the other. But I guess there is a reason for it. You know, I don't know. And we don't know. Only only the um, the Lucasfilm higher ups, you know, mm-hmm. know the deal on that one. So, yeah, Boba Fett no more. Uh, next up. All right. Uh, next up, I'm sorry, I was filling in uh, clicks of the week. Uh, next up, Avengers Four casts. A star, a female uh, actress, uh, a female uh, from 13 Reasons Why, which is on Netflix, I believe. Um, yes, that is correct. Right. So, uh, Avengers 4 has added 13 Reasons Why actress Catherine Langford in an unnamed role, according to The Hollywood Reporter. So, we don't know any details yet. So, we're trying to figure out what she might be. Uh, some of the suspicion uh, leads to either uh, a teenage Cassie Lang in the film. And uh, possibly uh, Kate Bishop, uh, the other Hawkeye. Right. That's that. Yeah. That is the speculation going toward one or the other. So it looks like people out in the the, the uh, social medias are leaning towards Kate Bishop. Well, makes sense because she's popular, like popular character. Enough character. Uh, next up, Avengers Four. Frank Grillo has confirmed nothing about Cross Crossbones' return. So apparently, he quite Frank. Grillo was out there on a podcast saying that he was going to be in Avengers 4. Um, was it wishful thinking? Uh, seems like, but he came back a few days later um, on Instagram where he said, basically says uh, actor Frank Grillo, he was on, he went to Instagram and said that um Basically, it sounded like he he confirmed his his um, his uh, his being in there, but then he came back and said that um, the caption he, he he went to Instagram saying, "Hey, fake news." Um, and he says here, in the course of a day, I get asked one thousand questions about a character I played for eight minutes, which sounds a little bit salty. Um, I've confirmed nothing, but sometimes I have fun with people who ask. Hashtag move on. Which I'm taking this as he thought he was going to be in the movie. He he was told, "No, you're not," and, and this is a way of playing it off. That is my speculation on this. I don't know because he's because I mean, every time he's kind of come out and said some stuff, it's it's kind of been on the lines of him being in the movie or wanting to be being in the event for or some something around that. So I think it didn't turn out the way he wanted to, and now he's mm-hmm. like. I'm like, yeah, I'm just kidding. Which, 
Yeah, right. Anywho, next up. Alrighty, uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier limited series is in the works on the Disney streaming service with an Empire writer. So, uh, this is the first uh, announced series that actually has been uh, been assigned a writer. So, uh, Marvel and Disney have declined any further comments on this, but it's interesting that this is the uh, this is the duo that uh, may actually start uh, start some concrete work on. Uh, a limited series on the Disney streaming service. Mm-hmm. There were rumors about uh, something like this a while back, or at least the the potential for this or wanting this. So that headline kind of made me cringe because I am not a fan of, well, I'm definitely not a fan of Empire. So anyone attached, attached with that show outside of a couple of actors, or actresses mm-hmm. specifically, I'm like, mm, no. Okay. Uh, but I don't know who this guy is. Regardless, it's, it's I guess it's a thing. The only other thing I say about this, like you know, there there was a uh, the, that limited series Tales of Suspense from a few months ago that it was Winter Soldier and um, Hawkeye. That could have been a, a that could have been a dope movie. That's all I'm saying. Like I'm not I have nothing against this right here. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know. Well, they're playing off of the Civil War. I know. I know. Correct. Between the two characters. Yeah, and I get it. And that definitely, that on-screen chemistry and the on-screen kind of hilarity that ensues between the two characters is kind of natural. Which I feel either that tells the suspense may may or may not have taken from or or going forward, I don't know, maybe what you're thinking, that this series is going to take from from that miniseries. We don't know. Right. Speculation all the way around. So we'll see what happens when that happens. Uh, international poster for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has been released. So anxiously awaiting that movie, which is going to be, what, December 12th? Yes. And as we, you can see, if you're watching the video, here is the poster of that again, which is a decent, it's a cool looking poster. Did you see Venom yet? No, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a reason why, and you may have read about it. Um, you know, it's related to uh, this animated Spider Verse movie. Oh, well, do tell because I'm not going to watch it. Oh, it's not. It's only that it's it's the uh, it's the second post credit scene. Oh, okay. Well, still not going to watch it, but okay, good to know. No, it's not. It's not worth it just to watch. You know, it's not worth it to slug through that awfulness to. Uh, you know, listen. That that movie's for kids. The kids liked it. You know what I mean? My 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 nephews liked it. My I know a couple kids. of adults who actually liked it too. But you know, I don't. You know, just... William Bruce West. Actually, outside of him, but yes, I know. That's a, I know it's the second or third time both of us have gone through that exchange. Yeah, I'm like, okay, sure, go. I'm happy uh, you like it. <laughs> but uh, all right, so next up, I have the next one. Yes. All right, so this is some bad news. Yeah. I did not know that Sunshine from Remember the Titans was in Marvel's Runaways. Sunshine? Uh, you never watched Remember the Titans? I did not. Wow. Or at least not fully. But anyway. Wow. He plays the quarterback. Okay. Or one of the quarterbacks. He's, he plays the second quarterback. But anyway. So um, Marvel's Runaways actor Kip Pardue is accused of sexual assault. Apparently, he's accused of sexually assaulting an actress on the set of a television pilot that he's on. It's not Runaways. Apparently, they were getting into it in a love scene, and things got a little out of hand. Or in hand. 
Oh, Sadly. no. But. Looking for the right. Uh, yeah, I must say, I don't know if they even deserve that, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, apparently according to the uh according to the uh the story, it's not good. Yeah, which you know, you hate to hear these things, but you, you definitely more so hate that shit like this happens. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's a thing. Uh we don't know you know, we don't know what's gonna come of it, but it's it's a thing that happened. I'm sure there'll be more coming out of it. Um Deadpool two, PG thirteen release includes additional scenes. So wait, is the Deadpool two was was an R, correct? Yeah. So I guess there's going to be a re-release that is making it PG thirteen and going to add more to what probably shouldn't needed to be. Maybe added. it's the TV friendly uh, release. Um, I don't know. Doesn't it doesn't necessarily say. But basically, uh, the screenwriter, co-screenwriter was like, yeah, they they shot some new stuff recently, and it's going to be in whatever this cut's going to be, so I guess whatever was taken out for this cut uh, from the R-rated cut is something different. Um, is this going to be... Oh, the Deadpool... I think I also saw another another article that said Deadpool, the, the Deadpool 2 PG-13 cut is for people who like Deadpool. Which... I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess. Anyway, yeah, so there's going to be a, a theatrical release December 21st. I still haven't seen the first release and yet. So. I watched it. It's not terrible. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I just gotten, hadn't gotten around to it. Uh, moving right along. All right. So uh, actually, wait. Um, hold on for a second because I need to find... Oh, go, yeah, go ahead and do what... Uh... Arrow versus Monitor's first look is insanely comics accurate. Whoopee. I mean, you know, hey, people, people, you know, I dare I say get off on that stuff. So mm-hmm. good, good for that. Uh, so, yeah, we've got a picture in down here of uh, what's his name? Uh, LaMonica Garrett. Has, and I don't know why the picture is not showing up, but nevertheless, or maybe I put a little wrong article. Anyway, it doesn't matter. There was a picture of him on set and looking you know, like the, the monitor and people were like, oh, my God, yay. That was a thing. Um, <clears throat> Arrow gives spoiler, not that spoiler, a new superpower. Uh, so Ricardo Diaz, who's been in this uh, latest season, I think he might have been in season six. I have no idea because I've been watching. Um, is going to get some powers. Um, I don't know who this character is in the first place, so I don't know what it is. It sounds like he's sounds like he's getting a, a version of the Super Soldier Serum, which I know that's a different you know, different um, universe, but nevertheless, from what this article says, that's kind of what it is. Okay. So, if you know about that character in the comic books, and then I bet that would mean something to you. Next. Supergirl introduces DC's Manchester <clears throat> Black in new photos. So, DC anti-heroes slash supervillain Manchester Black makes his live-action debut uh in the November 4th episode of Supergirl. So, whoop-de-doo. Yeah, kind of, that's kind of how I felt about it. Cause I, again, I know that name. I don't know anything about this character. Teen Titans Go! versus Teen Titans Confirmed for 2019. So, apparently, the mid-credit scene of the Teen Titans Go! to the movie, uh, movie teased mm-hmm. uh, the return of the original animated Teen Titans. So, yeah. it just, are they just, like, taller versions 
that I don't know because I have not seen the the Teen Titans Go Let's movie, go. but oh. I want to say yes because I know they've in the show they have done. Well, I shouldn't say that, but I know in the show they've they've played around with like different versions of characters and in, in you know in different ways mm-hmm. with diff- even with different art styles. Gotcha. So it's quite possible that's probably something they're going to do here, but I don't know because like I did not see uh, that movie. I, I I'm one of the few that that's actually like Teen Titans Go, and I meant to go actually I meant to watch the movie, um, but I, but I did not. And apparently there's the there's somebody clipped and there's a teaser in here, so uh, that was from the the credit scene. And of course, since the DVD is I think going to be out, is wait, might actually already be out this Tuesday. Uh, you can go check that out for yourselves if you are so inclined. Wait, it says um, also that oh Teen Titans oh. This article is speculation whether this this Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans is going to be direct movie video, uh, direct video, or go to um, Cartoon Network or DC Universe. My bet is probably the latter. Actually, probably it could be go either way on that one. So regardless, we'll find out what that's what that's going to be. So next up, alrighty. So DC Universes, that's the app. Yes. Swamp Thing casts Walking Dead alum as Madam Xanadu. So the DC Universe Swamp Thing show has recruited Madame Xanadu, and the actress is Gerald Prescott, um, is going to play the ancient sorceress in a series regular role. Um, Xanadu is described as a centuries-old sorceress who finds herself reluctantly drawn into battle against the escalating supernatural forces plaguing a small Louisiana town. Uh, Gerald Prescott played, I'm going to look this up, while uh, Roddy moves on to the next story, exactly. and I will come back to you and yes. let you know who the heck Gerald Prescott played on uh, Walking Dead. Xanadu. Uh, well, actually, I just pulled this in the this next one in the course of the show, so it's not. In oh, the she played Jackie from the very first season. She decided to die at the in the CDC. She decided to die. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she didn't want to go on. You know, she she basically uh, the CDC. If you're familiar with the Walking Dead television show, they uh, it was blown up, and she decided to stay behind. If I'm not mistaken, I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's where uh, that's where this character uh, put the bullet in uh, the Walking going, Dead. I'm going to put that on writing, but okay. Um, so next up, and actually, like I said, I didn't put this in the lineup, so that's why it looks like it's it's not in there because I didn't. Virginia Madsen joins Swamp Thing, according to a report. Um, so apparently, according to Deadline, Virginia Madsen uh, has been cast as Maria Sunderland for DC's Universe of Swamp Thing. Uh, as in, sounds like this is not a character from the comic book, but uh, was created to wait, wait. And was created to the wife of Avery Sunderland. That's a weirdly weird sentence. Who is from Swampland Comics? So it's a it's a made up character that is supposedly related to a character that actually was in the comics. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um. You want to take the second one? Which one is this? Oh, uh. Wait, did you skip one or? No, I didn't. Like I said, I just put that in there. 
Oh, okay. I was about to say, I'm like, I lost track. Like, why, yeah, no, why is no, that what good. I see? The Doom Patrol has officially introduced, been introduced in uh, the a Titans television promo on the DC Universe app. Mm. Which I, and because I should watch Titans, huh? since I kept that app, huh? Um, so, yeah, apparently um, uh, Dick Grayson and Corey, aka Starfire, met up with various members of the Doom Patrol, which I didn't think they were all related. Uh, I mean, the the universe was all related. But I well, that's it, how Beast Boy comes from Doom Patrol history, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I mean, I didn't. From what I thought from the shows, I didn't think the shows were actually what it was related. What I'm saying, because I know Swamp Thing is not in the same universe as mm, I see as as, as uh, Titans. So I didn't think Doom Patrol was either. But so there you go, a thing. New Aquaman banner teases a coming tide. So we got a new banner for uh, shout out to um, Aquaman fan classic material because <laughs> that's how I found this article. Anyway, um, okay. <clears throat> so yeah, there's a as you can see here if you're watching. Apparently, this came off of Reddit, which kind of I don't know whether to trust that or not. Because um, it came off of Reddit, so take this with a grain of salt until further notice. Uh, but apparently, yeah, if you, you can see the picture and the the thing from from Reddit. And sure, if it's real, then I guess that's all right. Move right along. All right, up next. I was very shocked to see this today. I think this dropped today. Mm-hmm. Um. Episode 1, 2, and 3 version of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, <laughs> a.k.a. Ewan McGregor, has joined the DC Universe as Black Mask in the Birds of Prey film. Yes. Uh, yes. That's sure. Yeah, Ewan McGregor. Ewan, even. Um, I'm just going to put this here, and I'm going to move past that and say that... Dark Horse makes global financing deal to fund self-producing to fund self-producing own uh, TV film projects. I don't know if I'm reading that right or these are some weirdly made sentences. And I feel like these are some weirdly made sentences. Um, so yeah, so Dark Horse Entertainment is um, going to self-produce their own stuff, which I guess makes sense. I'm They're trying fine. to follow the Marvel uh, mm-hmm. plan. Yeah. yeah. And well, I guess and DC also to 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 a point, which I could have sworn they were already doing this, and uh, I don't. It doesn't matter. We'll see what's coming out of it at some some future date. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and that would be it for the cinematic news because what Which I just found. Mission? Yes. Uh, Batman Beyond finally reveals the fate of Dick Grayson, which is a spoiler for um, Batman Beyond 25, which none of us read. Mm-hmm. And, okay, yeah. Apparently, uh, according to what I remember reading from this article, uh, Dick Grayson becomes the mayor of Bloodhaven. Right. I was just going to say he goes into politics, enough yes. said. Which, I guess, falls off of that, that New Order thing that he did, uh, that, the series. Or supposedly could have possibly come been a through line from that. I don't know. I think this article kind of may have mentioned that, but sure. There you go. I didn't think Batman Beyond in the comics was still a thing, but I think we did see it in the um in our in our review copies. So uh, next up, 
So, touching on something that PCN underscore Dirt and I had a pretty extended conversation on earlier. DC Comics adds a shocking new layer to the Superman mythos. So, apparently, one of the things we declined to discuss yes, good, in our of discussion of Secret Files was that uh, Tom King and Michael Jannon introduced something that would enhance to the nth degree what Batman can do, and it's presented to him by Superman. I want to say I did what you, I see what you did there, but even though that's not, I don't think that's what you intended. Yeah. So in any event, um, you know, it's not uh, it, it's not a little blue pill. No. Uh, but it's a little blue rock. Ah, that's true. So, but in any event, uh, it's it, it's an interesting uh, twist on the uh, on the relationship between Superman and Batman, and what Superman views as um, you know a, a side effect of uh, Batman's never-ending fight against uh, crime. The question is, why didn't he give him this before? And well, I guess that's probably because there was no story reason to. I guess, right. I and hey, put another catalog in the okay, we got another one of these categories. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um you can go check that article out, or if you just saw the video, you know what it is. Uh, DC just killed another flash and gave a major villain a new identity, quite possibly. So this is yeah, this is a spoiler warning for the Flash 57, which I think came out last week or this week. I don't remember. Um, so regardless, so apparently, yeah, a flash got, 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 uh, dusted and Solomon, I was about to say Solomon Grundy. Hunter Solomon is calling himself the true flash after killing, um, who the freak is that? Is that Johnny Quick? I don't know. There are too many flashes. Um, regardless, and some things happen and yeah, yeah. So that's a thing. If that Johnny sticks, that Johnny Thunder. Thank you. Um, sure. I don't. That is either. Okay. It, it says in in the article, and I just don't care. And actually, no. It, yeah, you're right. Johnny Thunder. I was about to say I kind of don't care as much. Um. So yeah, that's the thing that happened. DC's newest legacy character debuts in Bendis's Batman story. So this is from uh, bah, 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 the giant-sized uh, Batman, not to be confused with giant-sized Marvel stuff, but the big Walmart, I believe, uh, the Walmart uh, joints. And uh, mm. it is the leg- leg- legacy character for Jonah Hex, which uh, the character of Jenny Hex is, okay. um, I guess, debuted. I don't know if this was a character before, I guess. So yeah, I guess this was not. So there you go. A new giant uh, Jonah Hex. I was about to say, did you skip me just so that I could read the next one? Sure. <laughs> Deathstroke has been hired for Jellystone Park <laughs> Shop by Yogi Bear himself. So as I was mentioning earlier in this week's Deathstroke, <laughs> Yogi Bear special, um, Deathstroke and Yogi Bear team up to crack a couple to, to crack a case that's happening inside Jellystone Park. Uh yeah. Because he is smarter than the average bear. Mm-hmm. 
it's it, it's actually kind of amusing, and uh, the art by Mark Teixeira is uh, pretty is pretty top notch. Mm. Yeah, I, again, I love the weirdness of those books. That's why I know some there there are people that are not a fans of them. I think including probably our own uh, PC and Unscrewed, but you know, there's some of there's been some interesting stuff out of these books, or in a couple of these books, not all of them, because some of them are just like what. Anywho, and on that point, uh, Dick Grayson's back for one night only in Nightwing Miguel Gorilla crossover. So, uh, I, I mean, I guess they 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 decided to say so that this is, this is pre shot right. to the dome. Exactly. So that's on. That's why they mentioned that. But so yeah, apparently, Dick and Miguel Gorilla meet up and are solving a case, which I don't think Miguel Gorilla has ever been been a party to. From what I've known of him, mm. so and apparently, yeah, and some of Nightwing's past it kind of comes out into this also. So, okay, all right. So from last week's uh, Punisher issue, I don't know if you've uh, caught up on the Netflix Punisher. Nope. Okay, but uh, this character that has been brought back, um, basically uh, one of the main characters in the Punisher's. Relatively limited rogues gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it, if, you, if you think about it, is is arguably his biggest one, right? It's arguable. It all depends, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, this character is brought back at the uh, end of the most recent issue, where after uh, um, the Punisher has been uh, brought to. Uh, a detention facility as a result of a battle with Daredevil and uh, things get a little crazy because this particular character is reintroduced and uh, in a most unusual way. Hmm. He comes back as the scourge of the underworld. Hmm. Actually, that's not, not exactly. True. I know that's not true, but they might as well at this point. <laughs> So many things have come back and come back. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they brought that one, especially given uh, Heroes in Crisis. Anywho, um, Life of Captain Marvel finale pushed back a month. So I know That's I just bad. yeah. So I know I just seven. You've been reading this. We've been we've talked about this uh, the last couple of issues. Um. So yeah, it's been pushed back four weeks from November twenty first to December twelfth. No reason was given for the change. However, the planned collection remains on schedule for January 16th. Right, because now, you know, we're really close. To, this is the final issue that's being pushed back. We're, mm-hmm. We've already gotten four out of the five, so it's just a little bit of a delay uh, until we find out uh, what ends up happening in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh, the Fantastic Four number three is recruiting Miss Marvel artists. So isn't this book delayed? Um, What, Fantastic Four? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's pushed back too. Mm-hmm. So the next issue of Fantastic Four is set to have a surprise second artist, Miss Marvel's Nico Leon. Mm-hmm. Um, Nico Leon is going to join series artist Sarah Pacelli on Fantastic Four number three, which was originally scheduled to be released October 17th, but earlier this year it was pushed back four weeks to a November 14th release date. Okay. Yes. Which is only two weeks away from now. Yes. Um, yeah, speaking of FF, uh, Fred Hemback 
Beck, excuse me, accepts invitation for the Fantastic Four wedding special number one. So as you, of course, yes, of course. <laughs> because of course, I know, right? Um, so Fred Himbeck, Himbeck, I don't know why he's saying it like that, and Mark Buchanan have been added to the proverbial guest list for uh, the the wedding special for the Fantastic Four. Which, uh, if you did not already know, Ben Grimm and Alicia Masters are getting married. Um, and if you also did not know, uh, Fred Himbeck is. Uh, a long time, some would say iconic uh, Marvel humor artist. I loved a bunch of, uh, I loved uh, the, what is it, the What Does that he did? Um, he did, he did What Does, didn't he? I think, I know he did a lot, bunch of stuff because um, he was in. Well, some, he did a lot of the, the, the Fred Hembick destroys this right. or, and that, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but outside of that and before that, actually, because I mean, it's a lot, a lot of stuff kind of came a little bit later outside of. Um... I don't think it was the what the, but he definitely did. Uh, you know, he definitely played a uh, you know a role in a lot of those strips that popped up in the middle of the book. Yes, and was he doing Forbushman or somebody else? I'm not 100 percent sure. Either way, it's a name that is known, and you know, and if you've seen the art, if you see the art style in the video of this, then yeah, this is what it goes. Because I actually remember this. It was the roast. Um, I remember this issue. I wonder if I still have it. So anyway, that is a thing that is going to happen. So he's going to be writing, uh, and Mark Buchanan's going to be doing the art on a story in this wedding special, which is coming up. Soonish, sure. December twelfth. Yes. Uh, next up, we kind of so we discussed about this. this at length. Yes. Yeah. But um, spoilers role in the Fantastic Four breakup has been revealed, that, and that is of Reed Richards. Like I said, we've been kind of over that, so we don't have to go back over it again. Right. But yeah. or Doctor Doom. Yes. All right, so let me talk about the next one, which is New Yorker Captain America celebrates Boston Red Sox World Series win on new Marvel shirt. I think this is a shout out to um, Boston fan uh, Chris Evans. That is correct. Um, so yeah, so apparently there is a new shirt. Uh, if you go to the Style by Marvel page uh, that has uh, the World Series champions, Boston Red Sox. Uh, it's a shirt that has Captain America, who's a Brooklynite. Which people thought that was kind of weird, but again, like well, he's just... always been a New Yorker, and I think depending on the writer has has kind of uh, been a Brooklyn Dodger fan, you know, like uh, you know he was a Brooklyn Dodger fan in the in the movie, and um, I'm not 100 percent sure if he was uh, accurately portrayed in uh, the comics as being a baseball fan, but um, it would seem to follow that he would probably be a Mets fan because he does cheer for the underdog. <laughs> you know he could do this like, all day uh, like one agent underscore 70 right and um but uh but yeah i i do believe and i think it's very accurate to 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 think that uh this is definitely a shout out to chris evans oh yeah it, uh, this this article also stop that please it, it says as much so which would make sense you know so yeah that's the thing if you i guess congrats to the red sox i don't Sports, yeah, they won the World Series again. <laughs> One salty agent uh, seventy in the mix. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't really care. I didn't have a rooting interest, so. But uh, but yeah, you know, yes. come on, that's enough with the Boston sports success. <laughs> All right, enough, you know. yeah. Next up, um, after Return of Wolverine, Soul, that being Charles Soul, writing Wolverine: The Vigil, 
Good God, can we get enough of this? 12-part decade-by-decade serial. So, in the never-ending quest to bring back uh, Wolverine and milk every last freaking cent out of it. No, I was going to say, and to get back to overexposing him. Yes. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's the 90s all over again, folks. So, yeah. Well, so- I mean, if you look at it, Spider-Man has, you know, his own uh, uh, crossover event. Again. Again. 90s all over again. I'm not, <laughs> you know, with the exposure also, because what, he's got like three books? And uh, yeah, so anyway, more Wolverine for you, Wolverine fanatics. And there's, there's at least one of you two out there, because I follow somebody that follows them, which I had, why I had to mute them. Um... Yeah, that's the thing. So it's a 12 by story. It's called The Vigil. Um, it will be out sometime. I don't care. But it's coming. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Yes. So we jump into the toy corner of, uh, 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 of the news section. So Loki, Chewbacca, Queen Amidala, and more headline Hasbro's latest Star Wars and Marvel figures. There have been a few more that have been announced since... Uh, Roddy took down this news unless you've added it later on. Doesn't look like it. Um, right, so uh, let's see. Let's talk about what you have listed here. So for Marvel Legends, Hasbro is going to introduce figures based on Genis Vell, Grey Gargoyle, Silver Age style Loki figure, as well as what was just recently introduced. They're going to do a six-armed Spider-Man and a, and a Puma character uh, 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 figure. For uh, for Marvel Legends, and as for Star Wars, Hasbro's unveiled figures based on a vintage Chewbacca and a Black Series Padme Amidala. The figures will be available starting spring 2019. Yeah, then if you're watching the video, you could have seen some of that. That gray gargoyle looks kind of weird because it's a mix of Black Panther parts. Yeah, the boots and the gloves. Mm. And I guess I mean, you we really the need the great gargoyle, but there's so many Marvel Legends where you're just like, do we really need this? But you know, you got to fill out those uh, build a figure somehow. I guess. And then of course you can see the the Padme there and the Chewbacca. But I always liked the Puma character. He was a Native American. He was always kind of like an anti-hero type. Sure. Um, I was gonna ask, did, did, does he not already have a figure? I could have nope. he was in the line already. Okay, well, cool. Good for the Puma. Um, and next up, I, I I showed this to Agent 70, who I'm pretty sure probably already seen this already. Yes, uh, I'm disappointed that there's no wings. Yeah, I thought about that too. I was like, wait, really? They, they're going to. So, what we're talking about, if you're watching the video, is the Marvel Universe Artifacts uh, um, figure for one Sam Wilson Captain America, Sans Wings. So I don't know yeah, what have them as an attachment. Right. I mean, they got the backpack on there, so it's so there is that. But I'm like, word, they could have they could have thrown some wings on that bad boy. Why? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. Now, granted, even in the comics, like, well, actually, no, I'm not even gonna make that. I'm not even gonna try to justify that because he did use his wings a totally hell of a lot, mm-hmm. so, except for maybe near the end in certain books. But regardless, yeah, it's a thing. I mean, that was the one, that was like the big, I mean, listen, you know, everyone can have their opinions on poor Sam Wilson's tenure as Cap and how it was kind of screwed up. It definitely but, was. 
you know, because I know Roddy has his own gripes about that, but Ooh, I can yeah. definitely tell you that, you know, aside from my biggest gripe that, you know, he kind of learned how to use the shield a little too quickly because he doesn't have super soldier serum to help him, like, kind of throw it around and get bounces oh, and stuff. Come on, really? I always <laughs> like the fact that he had, like, that extra advantage of being, like, you know, being his own air cover, his mm. own air support. Right. You know? That was the advantage that he had as, like, you know, in terms of, like, what he could do as Captain America and, like, the tactics that he could employ. Right. So, I'm going to go back and say, I don't say, I would go to sit here and say that he learned it too quickly. Because, we, one, we don't know what the time frame was, you know, because mm. let, let's face it, that his whole tenure was kind of sliding anyway. Right. But, it's just that, like, I remember, I, I think the, the one thing I bring to this is, I remember Brubaker making a point of when Bucky became Bucky Cap. Mm-hmm. He was able to wield the shield because of the bionic arm, right? Yeah, and and to be fair, in the beginning of Sam's run, they they showed him slipping up with the, so it wasn't like he wasn't like, oh, hey, he got up right the first time because they showed you know some him misusing the shield or some misuses of the shield early on, so right, or just, just not having the hang of it just right. quite yet, right? But he started working off, you know, working with it and whatever. But regardless, that's in the past because it's no longer a factor, sadly. Um, but yeah, there's a statue, and this is what you know. Yeah, it's it's going to be on sale for March 2019. And much like the 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 the, the Falcap Marvel Legends figure, I can't stick wings on this one either. Right, actually, I have that one too because yeah, I have that set. Oh, annoying! So annoying. Yeah, the, that that's a, that seems to be an oversight. Like, but you know, somebody third party is probably going to stick that on there, but they shouldn't have to because it should have been. It should be there already. Right. This week's griping session on the toy corner of uh, (laughs) is uh, brought to you by at Asia underscore 70 and at Roddy Cat. Exactly. Post it. Uh, Next up, Star Star Trek Shipyards. Oh, I'm sorry. I think think you got started with the statue. So I'll take care of this awesome book, which is uh, the Shipyard Starfleet Ships 22942 The Future. So this is a hardcover book that is an in-depth reference of Starfleet vessels uh, from the 24th century, as well as time-traveling ships from the distant future. The Handy Guidebook is out November 13th. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a be... lot of fun. <laughs> oh, stop it. Um, yes, for, for, for a Trek nerd who probably already has the Star Trek encycl- encyclopedia. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. And, or if you're just a ship nerd, because there are those people that are ship nerds for Star Trek ships. Or Why do they need so many people to jump to light speed? But anyway. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Please send your... Oh, please send your we're uh... not starting this fight tonight. <laughs> we're going to get a punch drunk. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so that's a book. That's a thing. I meant to actually send this to Dirk, but he probably may or may not already knows about this. Or I don't know if he really cares. Uh, you got um, next. Yes. Shift into Turbo and check out these exclusive pages from Saban's, Saban's uh, Power Rangers, The Ultimate Visual History. So, yes, there's uh, a new book coming out because, you know, Power Rangers are kind of hot again. Not that they ever stop being, but, you know. I was about to say, there's not much of a ebb and flow to this. There seems yeah. to be, like, a constant... You know, well, especially tr- with the books and you know they did with the you know the well yeah the books and the uh, it's been a constant stream of those shows and Hasbro coming into power uh, mm. with uh, you know with all of that. 
Actually, yeah, because Hasbro now owns Savannah, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, that's the thing. But anyway, and it's also 25 years of Power Rangers uh, this year. So, there's a 253-page book that's going to just go through a whole bunch of uh, stuff through it. Um, I now will say as an addendum, if you care uh, at the least about the Power Rangers or versions of them, you can go check out, and this is not an ad because we get nothing from them, shopfactory.tv. Uh, you can go there, and uh, they are playing. They have uh, old episodes of the original Power Rangers, the Super Sentai series, which gave birth to um, the Power Rangers. Hmm. So your 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 memories can go over there and waft all over because you can definitely see all the stuff that you saw in the American version, except some would argue better done, <laughs> and even some things were differently done, such as the Green Ranger series. Anyway, that is a thing. Um, what is this? Like I said, this is coming out soon. What does it say? When is this coming out? Uh, November 6th. That's soon. Yes, it is. Election day. Yeah, yep, yeah, that is true. Go vote, folks. And vote wisely. Vote, vote. Yeah, I was going to end with that. Um... And you still can, because it's the, it's the reminder that it's going to be needed. So next up. Next up and least. Yes is uh, Ethan Van Skyver is launching a crowdfunding campaign to support the Meyer lawsuit against Mark Wade. Not going to hype that at all. No, not at all, because Van Skyver is another uh, comics gate asshole, and it's just a dumb lawsuit, so go die in a fire. But I don't want to end on that, so I'm just going to go back into the clickbait uh, thing and say that, hey, the original Sabrina cast reacts to... Um, Netflix is chilling adventure of Sabrina, which just came out on Netflix. So, um, uh, Melissa Joan Hart, uh, Nate Richard, Rickard, um, Beth Broderick and Caroline Ray, who, um, you know, played all of the characters who also is my aunt Zelda Aunt Hilda. Excuse me. I'm just kidding. Let me stop that. Cause we're not going to get into that. So they watched this show and they reacted to it on a video. You can go check that out. On the YouTubes. <laughs> so that's the thing. Um, and now we are at the end of the show. But before that, we have another our ad. last ad read for the night. Mm-hmm. So our last ad read of the night is for Blue Apron's meal delivery service. Blue Apron, fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron, always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through CSPN.us. Do it today. And as we come to a close of another fine episode of the Cumber Chronicles, I want to say shout out to Matt Wang, who apparently um, uh, messaged us during the course of the show because he was watching. Nice. Um, uh, and he says, which apparently got liked by Kelly Thompson, that I wish he, he says, and I quote, I wish I had vibranium piercings. <laughs> Wang loves this book, which I, I am actually, I'm kind of enjoying this book also. It's, you know, it's, 
I don't know. It's a little different than the wackos that I know, but you know, just my love of the wackos still extends to this book. And Kelly's Thompson has been doing some good work here and there. So. I'm going to try to catch up on this just because, you know, I, I kind of like that uh, PC and underscore dirt son like this book for the one character for the one of the other characters that I don't like in this book, which is right. funny. Exactly. <laughs> because, and, and, and therein lies the generational divide. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> so, which actually the, the funny part about this, I, I didn't say it was like, yeah, I, while I did not like that character going to, into this book and I kind of still sadly don't, but I kind of, she kind of grew on me in this book and that's partially yeah. because, because of she's on in the group that I like. Still don't like Quentin Quire. But I don't think that'll ever change. Um, yeah, basically. It's meant to be, so. Yeah. I think they, they, they kind of played it down a little bit, but he is still him, so they still got mm-hmm. the one, be- one two beast that, that he is. Right. He's actually kind of sort of a team player and actually has a thing with Gwenpool, so that's another weird thing that's going on. Really? Yeah. Um, oh, that's been playing out in that book the last couple of issues and it's only been two issues. So anyway, uh, and also Wayne says he loves this book, but I think I may have said that already. So yes. Um, again, we have come to the end of this here program. Uh, thank you each and every one of you for coming out. And while I get this other thing going, I'm just going to say that you can find us at our respective, uh, spots on the social medias. Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. PCN underscore dirt at PCN underscore dirt on Twitter. Pop Culture Net on Twitter. PopCultureNetwork.com. I need comics.com. Tim D-O-G-G-9-8 at CB Cron uh, on Twitter. The Click Nation on Twitter. That's D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N. And also TheClickNation.com and... Uh, Come book resources, writing up a storm. Go check him out. Go click his stuff. And also read it, because, you know, the man puts in a lot of work. Don't, you know, don't just click, just be, be nice. Read it. Yeah, go read stuff. it. Yeah. And myself, Roddy Cat. That's uh, Roddy Cat on Twitter. No underscore, folks. Unlike a couple of these fine fat fellows here. Uh, News News Need on Twitter. Um, CB Caps on Instagram, and also there's the News Nerd Indeed Reddit. You can go check that out. And you can find this podcast on Google Play, um, iTunes, uh, CSPN.us. Go check it out, this uh, program and other programs on that site. And of course, shop.cspn.us, where you can get some merch from this show and uh, other shows like a nice t-shirt or a mug or you know something and with our logo emblazoned yes go, go give us uh go you know give us your money so help us out help yeah. us out exactly help don't give us on. your money give the give the the um give the brand some money because you know we got to keep these podcasts help. up yep and with that we are at the end of the show folks we will be back next week in this locality to have a heaping helping of this pardon family. Um, this is the, I was about to say in the meantime, though, yes. uh, depending on when you hear this, uh, election day is coming up and yes. we wanted to remind each and every one of you who are listening and or watching to get out and vote and, uh, exercise your, uh, civic duties. Mm-hmm. If you need any help, 
um, figuring out where to vote and what to do, you can go to, uh, let's see, you can go to vote, V-O-T-E dot org. And if you happen to be of the, uh, the blue variety, you can go to votesaveamerica.com. I don't get, we don't get any money from helping out the guys at Pod Save America, but uh, I'm throwing this out there. Go to votesaveamerica.com and uh, get and, and, and log in, see what's on your ballot, and see what you can do to help out. Yes, vote early, vote often, and vote smartly, most importantly. If you follow Greg Pak, you know, I'm pretty sure he, I know for a fact that he's throwing links out there. Um, and, and so you should go check that out also if you have any other, not necessarily questions, but you know what I'm saying. Um, but yes, if you are hearing this before November the 6th, go do that because that is the thing you should do. And why is my screen sharing not working at this particular point? I was trying to give you time. Uh, no, I had it up, but for some strange reason, it was just not something. Was... Oh, we got all political and YouTube decided. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be fucked up. Although not all the, yeah. I know, right? All right, folks. That is that. This is this. This is the Click Nation. Oh, this is this is the Comic Book Chronicles, and we are out. Peace. One.